Hi, I'm Barbara Seely Brown. Welcome to Stress-Free Cooking. Today we have a great show planned. It's all dishes from the farmer's market. So I made a quick trip to the farmer's market this morning. Actually, when I say a quick trip, that's hard for me to do because I love going to my farmer's market and just seeing what's in season and what looks beautiful. And of course, I love to shop by color because then I have such beautiful dishes to look at when they're all finished. So let's put on our bunny slippers, pour a glass of wine, and cook a great meal. Cheers. So first thing I'm going to do is start our potatoes. We're going to make a red, white, and blue potato salad. So I have red potatoes, white potatoes, and some purple potatoes. And I love purple potatoes. They're Peruvian purple potatoes because they're this beautiful purple all the way through. And when you cook them, the, the color stays so nice. So let's start with those. And I've already washed these potatoes. I'm going to cut them up into bite-sized pieces. And this potato salad will have an olive oil, red wine, and rosemary dressing on it. So the mayonnaise is not going into this potato salad, which will also allow our colors to shine through. So purple potato, and I have my water boiling so that the potatoes will cook more quickly. Now the red potato, of course, is just red on the outside, so we're gonna leave the skin on. And into the pot we go. And again, bite-sized pieces so they cook uniformly, more quickly, and also then when I'm serving the potato salad, it's a little easier for my guests to eat. So let's get a white potato here. Whoop, that one doesn't look so great, so we'll work around that. Okay. And it's always a good idea to have a, a few extra ingredients just in case that happens and you're not caught short and worrying about whether or not you have enough food to serve to your guests. And into that pot, I'm also going to add a healthy dose of salt, about a teaspoon, and it will bring out the flavor of the potatoes. So let me give that a little stir. And now what we can do is we can just let these potatoes cook maybe 10 minutes or so, and we can go on to something else. So another dish that we're going to make today is a farro salad with roasted vegetables. And I have my farro here that I've already cooked. And the way you cook farro is you take one part farro, and we have, farro is dried wheat, and it's generally grown in Italy. It's really a delicious grain and something fun to add to your summer salad repertoire. So you're gonna cook your farro about 20, 25 minutes, one part farro, two parts water. You could also cook it in chicken stock or vegetable stock to give it a little flavor. But since I'm gonna roast some vegetables with salt and pepper and add a lot of fresh herbs to this, I just cooked it in water. Let's get ready to roast some vegetables. I need a bowl. And I'm gonna start with my eggplant. And this is a lavender color eggplant because I just thought the color was beautiful today. So let's take the top and the tail off the eggplant. And again, we're gonna cut this into bite-sized pieces. And the reason I'm doing the eggplant first is I wanna salt this a little bit so that it doesn't absorb quite as much extra virgin olive oil when I toss all these vegetables with extra virgin olive oil. The salt 
Salting the eggplant actually brings moisture out of it and creates a moisture barrier so that it doesn't absorb too much oil. take some salt and just sprinkle it with some salt. Create that moisture barrier. So let's toss this around so that we get the salt even, the eggplant evenly coated with the salt. Let that moisture start to come out and we'll move on to a zucchini. So we'll quarter the zucchini. This I would consider this a medium-sized zucchini. So let's quarter this zucchini and then we'll cut it up into bite-sized pieces again. We want everything to be bite-sized, also keeping in mind that when we roast this, these vegetables will shrink just a little bit. And my farmer's market this morning had a yellow zucchini. It's not one of the yellow summer squashes, it's a yellow zucchini. So I thought that would be a nice addition to my farro salad. terms of color when I'm cooking. I also picked up a red bell pepper. So we'll cut the red bell pepper. And when you cut your bell pepper, you cut the sides off as if it were square. Think about it in terms of having four sides. And that stem is in my way. So we'll just cut the sides off. Okay, and then I'm going to shake the seeds off. And into the bowl we go with it. Trim this up a little bit. Now all of my produce was already washed and I like to wash it if I can um, a day or so before so that when I go to cook everything's ready to go and also if it was really wet from washing it dries out a little bit. Okay, so we have all our veggies in the bowl. Let's toss them around. We don't need to add any more salt because we've added enough salt with the eggplant. A little fresh ground black pepper and some extra virgin olive oil. And then we pop these onto a baking sheet. Okay, and let's mix those again. So once they're evenly mixed, we're gonna pop those onto a parchment-lined baking sheet. Let me just make a little room here. So turn them out onto a parchment-lined baking sheet. And you're gonna spread them out into a single layer so that they roast evenly. If you don't have them in a single layer, what will happen is the bottom layer will steam a little bit as opposed to getting a nice golden brown color. 
So I use my convection oven regularly. Convection has a fan. It keeps the heat more even in your oven. It also cooks things a little more quickly. You can assume that it's going to take about 25% less time because the fan circulating the air makes things cook more quickly. But what I also love about it is it also browns things more evenly. So let's pop these into a 400 degree convection oven. If you're using traditional, 425 would work. Our potatoes are finished cooking, so we have our beautiful fork tender potatoes right here. And what I'm going to do is work on a dressing. So I have some rosemary that I picked off the plant on my deck. And when you're taking rosemary leaves off the stems, which are very woody, and you don't want to use the stem of the rosemary, you just hold the rosemary between your fingers and you pull the leaves off going against the direction in which they grow. So it's very easy to pull those leaves right off those woody stems. And I'm just gonna bruise these a little bit to bring out the flavor. I'm gonna add this to the potatoes that are still hot. So that will also bring out the flavor of the rosemary as well. And as you can see, this dish is very quick, very simple. We cooked the potatoes with a little salt, but we also want a little bit of salt in our dressing. Extra virgin olive oil. I'm just gonna go around the potatoes once. Stir that up. And while these potatoes are hot, they'll also bring out the flavor of that extra virgin olive oil. And you can actually smell the extra virgin olive oil at this point. So now that that's mixed well, I'm gonna add a little red wine vinegar. I have red wine vinegar that my mother has been making for years. So I'm just gonna add a little of that very special red wine vinegar. Okay. Now reach for a tasting spoon. Make sure that I have the seasonings adjusted just so. Perfect. Make sure this is tossed really well. And now we're gonna serve this room temperature or cold. If you're making it a day ahead, you'll refrigerate it. If I make it in the morning and I wanna serve it later that day, I love to serve it room temperature. So we'll set this aside we're going to move on to our farro with roasted vegetables. Our vegetables are done so we can finish up the farro salad. So let's get a nice big bowl to mix the farro salad in. So I have this beautiful ceramic bowl from Italy. My cooked farro, and I'll transfer that to this bowl. And then I'm gonna take my roasted vegetables and add those. So since I have roasted vegetables that I roasted right on parchment paper, what I'm going to do is just pick up the parchment paper and slide the vegetables right into my bowl with my farro. Makes it a lot easier. A couple stragglers, and we're done with that. Okay. Now this pot is boiling for my next dish, so we'll just Pretend that's not there. So we have our eggplant, zucchini, yellow zucchini, green zucchini, roasted red pepper. So I will also want to add some fresh mint to this, so I'll need to uh, chop my mint a little bit. So I have some fresh mint from my herb garden. 
And mint is something that grows so crazily outside that you're actually better off growing mint in a pot, otherwise it takes over in the ground and it just goes crazy. And it's really an herb that's hard to get rid of if it's gone out of control. I'm also going to add some fresh oregano to this dish. So I will put this all together and I can chop it all together. And these herbs just smell so wonderful. Just take your chef's knife, just give it a rough chop. Keep those fingers bent and out of the way. And then this can go into our farro and roasted vegetables. I'm going to add some lemon to this. So I'm actually just going to put my strainer right on top of the bowl, grab a lemon and a fork, cut it in half. Okay, this lemon is room temperature and I've rolled it on the kitchen counter. Okay, and the strainer is here just simply to catch the seeds from the lemon. about one nice, large, juicy lemon, about two tablespoons. And then the finishing touch is going to be some extra virgin olive oil. And this would be a great place to use one of your best extra virgin olive oils. In fact, a very close friend of mine from the Italian Olive Oil of the Month Club recommends that you use the best olive oil that you can absolutely afford. So a little extra virgin olive oil, give it a toss, and our salad is ready to go. I really love to make this salad a day ahead or the morning of the party so that these flavors, the herbs, the lemon, the salt, pepper, extra virgin olive oil, all have a chance to blend and meld together. And this salad is also terrific at room temperature and also makes a great brown bag lunch if you take your lunch with you to work or to a picnic or anything like that. And in the heat of the summer when it's 90 degrees and humid, you don't have to worry about anything spoiling in here. So our salad's ready to go. At this point, we're gonna go on to our pasta with corn and tomato sauce. The next dish that I'm going to make is a pasta with tomatoes, corn, and fresh basil, and then we'll be putting some grana padana over the top of it, and it can be served hot or cold. So we have our rapidly boiling water for our pasta. I'm gonna add a tablespoon of salt to it, and you want the water to come to a boil before you add the salt so that your pot doesn't get uh, discolored from the salt. So I have a high quality pasta here, and I'm gonna put it into the boiling water. You want the water at a rapid boil before you add the pasta so that the pasta has plenty of room to dance around in the pot and it doesn't stick together. So this will take about 10 minutes. I put the lid back on to help it come back to a boil more quickly, which will also keep it from sticking. So we can forget about our pasta. It will let us know when, it, when the lid needs to come off because we'll hear a little spill over there. So now what I'm gonna do is move on to my corn and my tomatoes. So I have a couple of ears of corn that I cooked the other night for dinner. And this is fresh Jersey corn. I'm just gonna cut it off of the ears. And this will go into the pasta bowl that I have right here. And we're gonna to toss all of these ingredients together right in the serving bowl. 
This is a bicolor corn. It's a really delicious corn, very fresh. I could almost eat this raw. Now when you're cooking corn, all you need to do is put a little bit of water in the bottom of a pot, something like my pasta pot, put your corn in, and just steam it for a few minutes. You don't want to overdo the corn. It will change the sugars in the corn, and it won't be nearly as fresh and sweet tasting as you had hoped it would be. So into the serving bowl with the corn. Okay. And now I'm going to move on to my tomatoes. So when I'm cutting tomatoes, I want to use a serrated knife because tomatoes can be a little bit soft, especially when they're really ripe summer tomatoes. And we're going to cut these tomatoes into small pieces. Then I'll sprinkle them with a little salt, which will also bring out the flavor and the juices. I'm going to remove the lid. My pasta's ready for the lid to be removed. Okay. So let's get the tomatoes into the bowl. And adding salt to tomatoes, especially when they're out of season, will bring out the flavors and the juices. It also helps to create a nice juice or sauce. Um, I love chopped tomatoes with extra virgin olive oil, salt and pepper, and just to dip some really high quality bread in the sauce that's created just from the tomatoes and the olive oil is such a treat. Now, I have some yellow tomatoes. Yellow tomatoes are thought to be lower in acid, so if anyone has a problem with the acid from tomatoes, this is also a very good choice for you. They add a lot of color. I love my dishes to be colorful. This year, I'm growing yellow cherry tomatoes and red cherry tomatoes out on my patio so that when I make a bruschetta, I can have a nice colorful topping for it. And actually, bruschetta is the bread, not the topping. I always get a little bit upset when I see products in grocery stores labeled bruschetta that are the tomatoes and not the bread. Bruschetta comes from the Italian word bruscare, which means to char or to cook over coals. So it's actually the bread that is the bruschetta, not the topping. So we have some baby plum tomatoes. Use a variety of tomatoes, whatever's in season, whatever looks good. I also like to buy my tomatoes a couple of days before I'm going to use them, and that way they get extra ripe in my kitchen because I don't refrigerate tomatoes. You want your tomatoes at room temperature. If you refrigerate them, it changes the texture and also stops the ripening process. So that looks good. Now we have some fresh basil. So we'll take our basil, and you don't chop your basil until it's time to use it. This was just picked right off the plant. So we'll take the stem, take it off the stems, and we're just going to pile it up. Take our chef's knife and just give this a rough chop. So we'll roughly chop the basil and pop that into the bowl with the tomatoes and the corn. Okay. Now seasoning, a little bit of fine sea salt, a couple of pinches. I'm going to give that a nice toss so that it brings out the juice from the tomatoes. 
This in and of itself would be a great little side salad to serve with something that you've grilled. Would also be a nice little uh, topping for bruschetta. Okay, so we'll let that blend while the pasta's cooking. And in the meantime, I had another nice little touch I wanted to put in my uh, pasta dish, which was some of the garlic pesto from the show that we did last time. And this was just garlic scapes in the food processor with a little extra virgin olive oil. And it's going to give us a nice, fresh garlic taste. I'm gonna check my pasta. And the pasta's not quite done yet. We want to cook this to the al dente stage, which means to the tooth. That means that when you bite into it, it gives back just a little bit. And that way your pasta tastes really delicious and also it holds up well in your dishes. So let's give this just another minute and then we will be able to finish this dish. We're going to sprinkle some freshly grated Grana Padano cheese over top. Grana Padano is a wonderful cheese. It's Italy's favorite table cheese. It's a great topping to pasta dishes. It's also made from part skim milk, so it's easy to digest and it's also great for people with diabetes because it has a lot lower fat in it. Our pasta is perfectly cooked. It's nice and al dente. So we've drained the pasta. I've saved some of the pasta cooking liquid because the starch and the flavor from the pasta will add a nice touch to this dish. So I'm gonna begin by adding some of the pasta to this sauce and tossing it around until it looks right. I can always use leftover pasta for another dish. Switch to this nice big spoon. Add the pasta cooking liquid. It'll help create a little bit of a sauce. I don't need all of this. I just wanted to make sure I saved enough. Oh, that basil smells so wonderful. Okay. A splash of extra virgin olive oil. Just lightly around the dish. Another toss. You wanna make sure that your dishes are always mixed well. Now, this is warm and I could serve it right now, but I am going to save this and serve this room temperature at my next dinner party, which will be in a couple of hours. So I'm going to add my Grana Padano cheese. I have a wonderful grater here. It makes nice big shards of cheese, which is just what I want for this dish. Now, I like to grate my cheese when I'm using it so that I really get the maximum flavor. I, it's also a lot fresher that way, but mostly it gives me maximum flavor, so I don't need to use quite as much cheese. So let's give this a toss, get some, pot, get some cheese throughout the dish, and then we'll finish it off with a final grating of cheese, and I'll taste it just to make sure it's just the way we want it. So before that final grating, let's give it a taste. Perfect. Let's grate some more cheese on top. Give it a finishing touch. And I'll be able to set this aside for my dinner party in a couple of hours. And I'll be serving this with some terrific grilled chicken. I'm Barbara Selig-Brown. Thank you so much for joining me today on Stress-Free Cooking. And I'll see you next time.